0: been a long time.
1: Long talk
2: before... radio. Now,
0: oh, that was interesting. And So, as I was probably saying, I don't know if anyone heard that or not, it's Chris Vigilante here, this newest episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast, back after a long hiatus, and for the first time in probably something like two months, I am joined by uh, my good friend Shane. Hello, Shane. How are you this evening? Whatever. And that's chipper as always. So now Shane, you called you called this meeting to order. We're supposed to have everyone on tonight. Uh you, myself, uh, J V and Rob actually. I wrangled. So we're supposed to be joined by everybody. And uh it's you and me right now
3: four and people is pretty heavy on the Yeah, yeah.
0: Oddly enough, I think they're both here, so hold on, let me try to get them in. I think this is Rob.
2: What's
3: up, man? Rob, how you
0: doing, buddy? Good, good. Welcome to the show. And now I'm going to get... I assume it's JB on the line. Hold on one second. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, JB, what's up? Alright, we are all here. First time in a long time that we've all been together. So welcome, everybody.
1: And dead silence. Awesome.
0: <laughs> well,
1: well, Shane, the, uh, what, what is the what's the occasion for all of us getting together? Because I'm I'm the, hum, hum, the mania running wild.
0: Well, that's Shane. Shane's doing. Shane called me and said, "Do you want to do a show? It's been a long time since I heard from this prick." So I decided, all right, what the hell.
3: Well, the G one has left uh, many to the plenty to be. Um, Uh, to the discussion, and uh, not much to be desired. So uh, I think we should do a recap of uh, the best Japanese wrestling promotion in Japan and the world. Why not? Sure. Why don't you kick us off, Shane? Sure, sure. Well, Jim, you want to actually give us a a little rundown of where the tournament is uh, right now? Because I know that's your particular expertise.
2: Yeah, uh, well, we're
1: we're down to the and maybe we've gotten through 16 shows now and uh, gotten through it. Like it's it's been very difficult to keep up with, but uh, managed to.
3: It hasn't felt like 16 shows at all. I mean, <laughs> and by hasn't I mean
1: it's yeah, it just it's been an incredible show.
3: chore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. now we got left to get the the three last nights here. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, actually, pretty much starting in like the next few hours, um, and it's the last night, last night of each block, and then the finals happen on Sunday, the typical pay-per-view slot. So, um, this is where the, this is where the climax climaxes. Right
3: there, so. oh, I see what you did there. And who's? <laughs> Who's left in the tournament right now? Like, who are the finalists?
0: The, uh... No, oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah,
1: so in the A block, uh, which is tomorrow night's show, there's only one match that means anything. Styles and Tanahashi are both tied for the lead, and no one can catch them, and they're facing each other, oddly enough, if you can believe it. And um, they're going to face each other to get to the finals on Sunday, And then on Saturday, um, the D-Block has four different people alive. Um, Of course, the big match in there is Okada and Nakamura, who are both alive in that group. And then um, Goto and Anderson are also uh, in there. And then there's a very – because they have head-to-head tiebreakers, each of them have different tiebreakers over each other. It's pretty confusing. It's going to depend – all three matches are pretty much important. Uh, to see who's gonna who's gonna advance out of that group,
0: right, that right. Okay, I mean, although I- although actually, uh, Naito is actually still technically mathematically alive in the A block. If, like, for instance, I don't know, Tanahashi and Styles do a double countout where nobody gets any points, and Naito wins his match, he'd have the same amount of points as Styles and Tanahashi, and he has wins over both those guys. So actually, Naito would win the A block in that in that scenario, but obviously a highly unlikely situation. Well,
1: and at the start star um, the tournament, and that would make me very very happy. That
3: <laughs> and I think by the same default, like, um, Godo's still alive in it, right, Jim?
1: Oh yeah, Godo's very much alive.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, although wait, no, I'm in thinking of. Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, okay, got wait, I, I have the standings up right now. So in the A block, Styles and Tanahashi both have twelve points. Then NATO yep. bad luck fale of all people have ten points. So the people that so in that bracket, the people that are still technically alive are the people with eight points, which is Shib- uh, Shibata and Makabe. No. The but only
0: it, people uh, ever Styles, Tanahashi and Naido. Because Tanahashi, even though Nido, what about well because look, Tanahashi and Styles have the most points, they they both have twelve and they're facing each other, which means the winner of that match is going to have fourteen points, which is going to be the highest on the block, and that's going to be the winner of the block. The only other person that has an outside shot is Naito, because if Tanahashi and Styles go to a draw or, or like a, a double countout or something when nobody wins. And, and they both get zero uh, points. Saying. And Idol wins, he gets 12 points also, but because of the fact that he beat both Tanahashi and Styles, he would win the block. But it's just a very unlikely scenario.
2: Chris, didn't you just say all that?
0: Yeah, I was repeating it for Shane because he didn't think, get it.
2: Jesus Christ, I thought I was having like a flashback.
0: You, are you high? Are you high right now? You did indicate oh. to me that you might be in, uh, imbibing.
2: Uh, I don't recall, but no, I'm not. Okay, good. Okay,
0: well, I think the best
3: (laughs) format for this show will be, let's go down the individual. Since we're at the end of the tournament, we're just uh, reaching the final days. Um, I've personally watched almost every match, including the tag matches. Um, I've been skimming through, like, some of them. Uh, It's been a test of endurance. I think my general re- reactions are that I think I got into New Japan like two or three years ago, and um, I got into it at like this pinnacle, like the peak when New Japan, in terms of the performances and the just the shows in general, were were really great. I mean, just uh and I think this G1 climax, like this tournament has proved like New Japan is booked and created by humans not like infallible gods um like it's been good like any show's been better than any like raw but i see i'm i'm starting to just see more and just recognize you know that, that that new japan uh in general just the booking some of the matches has flaws you know it hasn't been like outstanding that being said i really enjoyed it i've watched like every damn second of it um but I think one of the good things to do is maybe we can just go through the actual uh characters, uh the wrestlers that have been in the tournament as we're approaching the finale and just give sort of a round uh opinion on as many wrestlers as uh as we can. Um does that sound like a plan? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay, let's start out with uh let's do the A block. Let's what's that? I said apparently I answered for
0: everyone. We're all still here, right? Oh, I got to check my computer screen. I think so. we're all here. But actually, wait, before we do that, let me ask you, Shane, with the with that kind of layout of who's left, uh, you know, in the tournament, who do you think is going to win each block and who do you think is going to ultimately win the G1?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. So I think that, see, I don't know. uh you and JB would probably have a much better – because I know you guys followed, like, a little closer than me. In my opinion, who's going to win – like, okay, I think that – I kind of think they're set – See, this it's so hard to say because the G1 Climax in general leaves room. You're not in like WWE territory where it's easy to predict like wins and losses because the G1 sets up just a situation and a format where it's okay that people lose. Like, and you really don't like lose face or whatever because... You know, it's within reality. Like, people are going to lose, like, in a tournament. You know, anything can happen. Like, we have Toriano, hilariously, you know, beating up, uh, you know, other people and winning these, like, big spoiler matches. So, it's actually sort of a hard thing to predict. So, I kind of think they're going to repeat, not repeat, but I think that Tanahashi is going to win the A block. Um, and then it's going to be Tanahashi Nakamura. Which obviously isn't a fresh match, but I think um, it, it's one that you know, um, you know, it'd be it be less interesting if they did like Tanahashi Okada again. And I think Nakamura is ultimately going to win that. Um, Chris, what do you think?
0: Oh, I am close to what you think. I actually um, I see I see Styles beating Tanahashi and winning the A Block. Uh, and then I see uh, on the B block, I see Goto and Anderson losing and, uh, so to knock them out of contention. And then I see Nakamura beating Okada to take the B block. And then I ultimately see uh, you know, that big first-time meeting. I think it's the first-time meeting between Nakamura and Styles in the finals. I see Nakamura winning it and then going on to beat mm. Okada at Tokyo Dome for the title.
2: I agree with that. That's uh, what I had. I, I think Nakamura styles would be good. Uh, they can make it so much special. Um, but I think it also sets up, like you said, uh, Chris, Nakamura uh, beating Okada to get there and then uh, beating him again eventually for the title.
0: Yeah, yeah, the a huge main event for the Tokyo Dome. I think Nakamura-Okada for the belt and having Nakamura go over would be a huge main event for Wrestle Kingdom 10, so I think that's how I see it going. What about you, JB? What do you think?
1: I have exactly the same thing you have. I think that's, that's how it's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of room there, though, for I, there's a lot of room for it to go a different way, I think, but yeah. um, I mean, I thought uh, before the tournament with Nakamura losing the Goto a couple of times, I thought Nakamura, that was setting him up to win the G1, but you know, that might be my American style booking mind at work in that room. <laughs> But it, it seems to make sense that Nakamura would win the G1. He hasn't won in a while, and then for him to main event now that he's gotten rid of the IC title, main event for the main title of Wrestle Kingdom, it all seems to make sense. But um, let's see what happens. And I think, think Styles and you go either way. I think I I, I agree with Styles just because I think um, I think he deserves to win. He, he barely he barely uh, tied. And lost the tiebreaker last year to get to the final. And um, I think, you know, he's put together such a body of work here. I think he's at least deserves to be in the final. Uh, so that's how I think they're going to go with it.
0: Yeah, plus I think, you know, for the G1 final, you want to go with like a really big, if possible, first time ever type match. Like last year, like Okada and Nakamura was like a huge final match. And uh, I think Nakamura and Styles, since they'd never i guess as far as I can remember never have never faced each other uh, would be a big you know way to- f- you know to finish this off as opposed to you know either Okada and tanahashi or Nakamura and tanahashi, which we've seen a million times well let you know what, let me ask you before i I feel bad I feel like I'm dominating the conversation but before we even talk about uh, the individual performances, you know what I, what I'm curious about, and let me ask you this, JB, because you follow it pretty closely. Based on what's happened in the G1, who do you see kind of being that stopover challenger for Okada before the Tokyo Dome?
1: Well, isn't the tradition that it's the guys he's lost to, or, or his main matches before the Tokyo Dome? Well, who so did Okada? Well, he he he, he's he only lost to Okada. Right. Wait,
0: who did he lose to? He lost in the. Did he lose? No, not Nakada. Um. Oh
1: Christ! Who the hell did he, did he lose to? Goto. Oh, that's right. He lost to Goto in the main event of that 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 one show. Yeah, he lost to Goto, and then he's gonna lose to Nakamura. Uh, I mean, right. To Nakamura tomorrow or on Saturday, whatever. Um. So I think those will. both... I mean, that's that's what I, the title guy. Whoever he loses to, usually those are his matches before the rest of the. Game go.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see somebody, I could see, uh, I could see Godot maybe being a challenger, or maybe you pull somebody from the A block that had like, or maybe even somebody like Anderson who had a really good tournament. Yeah, I
1: could definitely see Anderson.
3: What do you think, Shane? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, I think that – I don't know. I just see that Tanahashi maybe having – because Tanahashi already, maybe it's once again stuck in, like, the Western style. I think, like, Tanahashi, like, really paid some dues this year with, like, his six-month feud with Toriano, you know? Um. So I just – and uh, I think New Japan also, they do, like, a very logical, like – um you know, Gato has like a logical booking style where Tanahashi won last year, so he'd probably, you know, be the a real strong competitor this year, which he has. So I kind of see him I don't know. I still think he's gonna win because Styles um you know held the title for most of the year, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to the to the match uh uh definitely. Do you wanna go through the uh the uh the wrestlers now and um talk about how their performance has been let's do it okay cool so we'll do it just uh round robin style we'll start out if you don't have anything to say no problem um because there's going to be a bunch of them but here are jim go first
1: um uh probably the worst performer of the tournament um, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot, uh, most of the old guys, like I just, I can't even, um, like pretend to be interested, but I, I know the crowd gets into them and they have kind of a different feeling on it there. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not, And I'm, I'm not that into it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really injured. And, like, anytime he does have, like, a kind of good match, he, he's really being aided by the other wrestler. Um, but but he's been serviceable. Chris, what do you well, think? Well,
1: I kind of I measured who the best workers were by the ones that got a decent match out of him.
3: Yeah, that's very true.
1: <laughs> which,
0: yeah. No, which the last two matches, basically, that he's had... Uh, I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with JB. Probably the weakest of the the whole uh, bash, but at the same time, it's you know, how do you blame? The, I mean, the guy's injured and and old. And I mean, they love him because he's a, he's a uh, you know uh, one of those legends, and they you know they're very respectful and they love the they love the the legends. But it's I think if, as much as he's still serviceable in some ways. I think it's time for him to stop doing G1 at the same time. Because like, this is not any different than it was last year, and probably worse this year, where his high spot is basically doing a spinning heel kick. But, uh, but at the same time, he's had... Uh, the last two matches have been, have been decent with him. And like Rob said, basically, it's who he's in the ring with, which was um, uh, Shibata and, was it, um, and Styles, right, were his last two matches. And those I don't are the really are out of him. Yeah, so I agree with that. But you know, whatever he is, he is what he is. He he, with 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 so little spots in the G one, I think it's time for him to not get one. But you know, it's one of those legends deals.
3: Yep, yeah. Roberta, you have any thoughts on Tenzon?
2: Um, since I haven't really been watching the tournament, I'd like to uh, use this time to talk about True Detective characters. If you want. <laughs> You can maybe substitute them.
3: All right. Um, Frank Simeon. Uh,
2: when I think of Frank Simeon, I think of uh, Shane. I think uh, they might have modeled the character a little bit after him. but No, but honestly, Shane, uh, me and Chris uh, had the intention of doing making this true uh, detective podcast. But since I haven't been watching uh, G1, you can skip me.
0: Poor Rob. Rob, I promise okay. you, this week you and I will do a True Detective podcast. All right. Okay. Who's next, Shane? Shane.
1: Shane.
0: All right. Well, well, he takes a nap, I guess I'll pick up, uh, I'll just pick a random name. Uh, I'm trying to think who's in the A block. All right, um,
1: JB, Katsuyori Shibata. Um, Shibata is one of my favorites. Um, I remember, I I think I've said this before, Um, when I first started watching New Japan, I, I had no idea who was who, and he stuck out to me as like a star. But you know he's kind of on the upper mid card or whatever. Um, this tournament's been okay. Uh, he actually started out really well, and I was thinking, oh, is there a chance they're actually going to push him and win the block? And then he got one of those Yano roll ups and just uh, yeah. hit me out of nowhere. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like uh,
0: he's lost like almost every match since then. So
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: So I actually am on the exact same page with you. I love, I love Shabbat. I loved him from the beginning that I started watching and he's always struck me as a guy who should be higher than he is and and really has the potential to break through as like a next like big star in that company or at least one of them and this is the second year in a row where I had high hopes for him and it was going well and then it just kind of tanked at the end so he's had a good tournament as far as match quality but yeah it's a disappointment as far as him not being pushed higher. I mean I didn't expect him to win, but I think he should be amongst the guys that are like in contention, not like a guy like Bad Luck Foley. Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. Yep, no problem. We were just talking about Shibata, so that's mm-hmm. your t- it's your to talk about
3: Shibata. Oh, um, okay. Well, well I d- I didn't hear it, but I kind of know what uh two loser said and Rob. Rob didn't watch it. Uh Jim loved Shibata and I'm sure uh Chris the other loser loved Shibata too. I think um I think Shibata is actually like incredibly limited. Like I don't care. Like I hate these the MMA guys that like come in and like oh I'm a shoot fighter and uh, that like that's my gimmick. I work really hard and like stiff. And then, like that's that's my whole gimmick, and I just think it's like so played out. Like we know it's not real. That we're watching professional wrestling. If I wanted to watch MMA, I'd go watch MMA. I mean, there's still the 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 sort of veil of of delusionment, and you know. um you know that's always fun but but i'm just one of the re- the wrestling fans that likes to get into the the performance of wrestling and those like shoot shoot fighter guys like Shibata there's just so much they can do they can't like grow from that particular character they're just stuck with oh i'm a, i'm actually fighting in in this ring and that's like their whole gimmick um that being said uh so I, I don't I think Shibata's exactly where he should be. <laughs> I think he's perfectly rated. He's not overrated, he's not underrated. He's stuck in like this position where he's gonna have like a fun match with Sakuraba or you know, another like shoot fighter or um, you know, Suzuki that did, did they did they have a feud or something? Or they were can somebody update uh, me on that? Who was Sakuraba? What are you talking about? Suzuki. Oh
0: Minoru Suzuki, uh, uh, I don't I guess, think they had. Uh, I don't not not anytime recently.
3: I mean that'd be a great one when Suzuki comes back from chaos. They could do like Young Lion, Old Lion with Shibata Suzuki. I think that'd be a you know a really nice match uh, on an undercard somewhere. But I don't. I'm not like in love with Shibata. That being said, I think he adds. You know, he's good, definitely has a place in the tournament. Um. And, uh, yeah, he was—he did a good performance. I, uh, yeah, yeah, so so I think he's right where he should be in terms of the G1 climax.
0: Right. Um, I know you didn't watch the tournament, but, like, what do you think of Shibata generally? Because I know you've watched New Japan
3: before.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or just give like, him another
3: uh, true detective character.
2: A lot like what um, the first comment was about how, like, when I first started watching, he kind of stood out a little bit to me. I get also where Shane's coming from, uh, but I think it does have a place, you know, even with, I mean, you could also suspend disbelief for that, you know, that he is a shoot fighter. And he's right, at the end of the day, it's pro wrestling, and so i bet disbelief, but when you look at it from different angles, you can have different opinions. Uh, I mean, like, look at Brock Lesnar. Do you really think he's, you know, obviously capable of beating anyone up, but he still makes it, you know, believable, and he's really good at that? But uh, I think Shibata has a place, like Shane said. Um, he had his physical matches from last year's G1 kind of solidified um, him. And I, I think uh, maybe you guys can correct me. There was some, like, real-life bad blood between, like, him and Tanahashi, I think, from when yeah. uh, he came over. So maybe, like, he's was in the doghouse a little bit. I don't know how that works in Japan and in, in, in New Japan. Uh, but I, I guess he's kind of working hard, and that's his style, and that's kind of the attitude that he has. So
3: I like it. Well said. Who's next on the list, Shane? Uh, were you doing it before? So next I'll switch it up here. So we went from Shabada a block. Let's go over to B block. This is a good one. Uh, J B, what do you think of Michael Elgin?
1: Um, you know what? I didn't really think much of him. The first time I saw him was, um, when we went to go see uh, the show at ml 5, Best in the World Show.
3: So, oh, correct. And, oh, yeah.
1: I didn't did. think that much of him, but um, he's, uh, he's he's really good in the tournament. Um, he's had like four or five really good matches. Um, and his record's actually are pretty good. I was kind of surprised by they, they gave him that many wins. Um, and... And you just said
3: something interesting to me in text where you thought that his, um, good performance in the G1 was sort of like, a uh, quote unquote, make good between New Japan and
1: ROH. I was wondering if that was why he was getting so many wins. Yeah. Like, cause the, there was, there seemed to be a little tension there with the Liger booking in Brooklyn, but, um, yeah, because he's he's done really well, but you know he's backed it up. I mean, he's really over with the crowd. Just matches are really good, and um, so I've been pretty impressed overall.
3: Chris, what do you think about Michael Elgin's performance?
0: Yeah, once again, JB and I are on are on point uh, to on the same level on the same point because basically that like I'm I've seen Elgin wrestle in ROH a bunch of times, and I was never. That impressed with him. I've seen him have good matches, but I was never like wowed by him. But he's been uh, a pleasant surprise in this tournament. I thought he was gonna. I really, honestly thought he was gonna come over and lay an egg, and people were gonna be like, "Wow, what a waste of a spot in the G one." But he really has done a great job. He's gotten over with a crowd that's very tough to get over with, Um, and yeah, he's been doing a great job of wrestling like a big guy even though he's not i mean he's obviously big as far as wide but he's not really like a tall big guy so he, he he's done really well over there and he's had great matches with uh you know with a lot of guys uh you know Okada. and his match with Okada was very good and uh you know a bunch of other goto match was really uh i think it, it was, was good just he's yeah he's had a really good uh, really good tournament and and yeah it's surprising how many wins he did get and I think JV brought up a good point that maybe it has to do with the, the ROH, the NXT thing. But either way, I mean, whether he won every match or won no, no matches, he's still been uh, very impressive. And I, I got a lot more out of him than I expected.
3: Uh, Rob, do you have an
2: opinion on Michael Elgin? Is Elgin the guy that won the ROH, uh, spoiler, uh, championship at the last pay-per-view they had, like Steam's last pay-per-view?
3: Uh, uh, that's like yeah, way yeah, Like
2: he but that was I yeah, know, that was, I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who he is. Yeah, like a, a little bit like what Chris said. Um, seen him in ROH a couple times. wasn't terribly impressed. Uh, from what I understood when he won that that title, it was kind of like uh, you know, because he's been with the company for a while and like a hard worker type guy. But I don't see anything overtly special about him. But if he's doing well in Japan, I, I mean, that's a good thing I'm happy for him.
3: Um. Yeah. No. That's a good. Here's my thing about Michael. uh, Like in ROH, I'm we're we're almost all on the same page. page. Like in ROH, I was I'm never not the biggest ROH fan, but um, when this times I've seen him there, I was never like uber impressed with him. Um, and I think like yeah, he's been good in this tournament. The thing about Elgin is, and Chris mentioned it, where he works like this style. Of like a big, a big guy, but he's not very big at all. You know, he's not very tall. He's got like that, that density, like he's, you know, he's, he's thick, he's wide, but he's not like a big guy. And I think now, like we're seeing these, like, like now, like strength training and conditioning has just improved so much where it's like, it's a science now and you can get really strong without just being like a steroid, like, meathead, like, huge, big, tall guy. So there are these guys that, like, I can, I really, I put Cesaro in that category. I know he's not a small guy, but, like, I still put him in that category, like, Michael Elgin, um, Ula Nation. uh, There's, like, a lot of these smaller guys that work, like, this huge power move style now. And I think it's, like, the audience is, like, adapting to it. You know, the, where it's like we were talking about the disillusionment and the suspension of belief before, where that has to kind of work. Like like Elgin has that um, great, you know, suplex where he put, you know, from the apron to the inside, which I think he does better than Cesaro. And then he does the vertical suplex and has somebody comes and kicks him in the stomach and he maintains the, the suplex position. Like he does like all these really strong man moves like, um, or I should say like big man moves, like they expect like the Brock Lesnar guy, you know, like undertaker guy, like six, six should, should be doing, but he does it at five, eight, you know? Um, so, so it's just, I think that's sort of a new phenomenon in wrestling. And it just has to do with like, um, just the improvements that everyone's made to like strength and conditioning where these little guys can get incredibly strong if they train and they're dedicated the right way. Um, that being said, I like uh, I like Elgin's look now. Like I really like the shaved head. I think though he's running around with that mullet. Mullet he looked like an idiot, um, which goes without saying. Like mullet is synonymous with idiot. But I don't know, like what they were going for when uh, he was walking around like that.
2: Um yeah, I, I remember the hair. I don't remember a lot about him, but I remember how how he looked like an idiot. So. Well, I, I could call yeah, him. He, he
3: looks much better now with the shaved head. Um, but I don't think I think he just gets. I, I kind of think um, he should stay in Japan. <laughs> Maybe if he's getting over, because I don't see much of a future for him here. Like, um, I mean, I don't. I just don't know where he'd go in like WWE or NXT? what's he gonna do. Like, you know, he's just gonna go to WWE and get washed away in the land of the giants, even though he can do those. Strongman moves. Who was trying to get in there? i
1: Someone trying to say something.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd probably be loved in NXT. He's not really great on the mic or charismatic, but anyway, we spent enough time on Michael Elegance over so here on B block. Let's go back to A block. And uh, I'll pick a, a good one here. Tetsui Naito. I have a feeling what everybody's going to say about his performance in this year's G1. Uh, JB, what do you have to say about Tetsui Naito?
1: Well, um, <clears throat> I remember when we reviewed the Dominion Show. We kind of saw his uh, his heel turn coming, and um, right. His
3: yeah, we just saw it coming a little bit. <laughs> there, just there. A, little, <laughs> bit just
1: a little bit, a little bit. The G1 climax. Was uh, just brought it to an incredible level. Uh, Max Tanahashi really stands out. Um, and his uh, just everything he does is like a heel is just really funny to me. And also, like, the way he's like changed his moveset quite a bit to be a heel. Um, mm-hmm. It's been pretty impressive. And it's totally the right move for him. And um, it, God, there's so much I could say about this, really. It's interesting because, like, they right. tried to push him couple of years ago was like this big face to kind of be the new face of the company or whatever. And it really reminds me of like Roman Reigns where this is what they should mm-hmm. do with Roman Reigns. Just make him a heel. Like he's a heel. <laughs> like no one likes him. Make him a heel. <laughs> I'm sure he could run with it and do a lot of good things with it. Like I done. Um, sure. Yeah. So, um, and he's been, uh, yeah, he's been, isn't like the highlight of retirement. Like I, I usually skip through the tag matches, but I'll watch the tag matches with him just to see what happens. Right. i like just being and like half of his like heel persona is just being like lazy, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, baseball hats is very important to being a heel in Japan. I don't understand the culture.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny how like his gimmick is almost now that he's a lazy worker. Like, the, like out of kayfabe, like that's his gimmick. He's just like lazy. Um, Chris, what do you have to say about Tessui Naito?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always liked Naito. Uh, uh, he's a great wrestler. Um, he definitely needed a change, you know, from what he was doing before. Uh, his, you know, his character needed a change, and I like what they're doing with him. I like the the heel Naito, and yeah, I think it is hilarious that. That that's his gimmick now. It's like I don't give a fuck, and that's what I'm, and 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 that's and that's the way he works. And I think it works for him, and 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 I think it's it's been good so far. So I I, I don't really I'm not really a big fan of that like skull like silver skull mask thing that he wears every once in a while. But uh, but 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 overall, I mean, I always liked Naito, and I always thought he was one of the better workers on the roster. So he's he's definitely had a good tournament, and. Uh, which is no surprise. He always has a good tournament in the last few years, and he, you know, he won it like two years ago. So was it? Yeah, two years ago. So very happy with Naito, and I hope the heel character continues and does well.
3: Yeah, well, the the silver mask. That's I mean, I don't watch CMLL. Like it cannot add more wrestling into my uh life or lack thereof. Um, but that, that that match apparently has to do with, like, a stable, like a crossover stable, the incorrigibles over there. I don't know anything about it. So, but, yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> but it works well. It's, like, so off-putting when he comes down in that suit and the, the mask, and then he takes it off so slowly in the ring, and it's just, like, the most awkward thing. And he had that great match with Styles where Styles was saying, like, um, I think you said, like, uh, you're a horrible stripper or something like that in uh, English, where Styles was just kind of being Styles. Um, uh, yeah, Rob, what do you have to say about Tessui Naito? I guess you didn't watch, so.
2: Yeah, no, but like you said, um, I, I watched him before, you know, the last two years. Uh, I, I thought the Styles, the matches he put on, You said with Styles were really good. Um And I I agree with the other guys when they said about the not give a fuck attitude, uh, kind of like the heelish um, don't care guy, which I guess he does well. I've seen a little bit of it, but uh, better than where he was before, I guess. Maybe he was kind of treading water with uh, where he was.
3: Yeah, the funny thing is when he was doing the face roll, he had one uh, person that totally bought into it, and that was me. I, like, totally thought he was doing well as a face, and I thought it, like, fit him well. So it's funny that now when you read, like, the dirt sheets and everyone's saying, like, this heel role is kind of who Naito is. (laughs) Like, in real life, it fits him better. Um, It's just funny because it really actually threw me for a loop. So it's interesting to hear that he is more naturally uh, a heel in real life, but his performance has been great. And I, I, I remember uh, you guys can tell me if I'm crazy or not, but I remember even thinking like, I, I remember thinking a full, full time that they might even call like a huge audible. Cause he's so over, you know, just as a heel that they might even push him to win the a block. Um, but uh, I, I doubt that since, since they plan everything out pretty far in advance and meticulously. But I know they've had, like, called all the balls before based on fan reaction. Um, I, think, I think he's kind of like the standout met, uh, person in the tournament thus far, if AJ Styles didn't exist. But, regards, let's go to the next. Um, okay, <laughs> this is one. From the Block B, Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, JB, what do you think of Takahashi's performance in the G1 Climax 2015?
1: Um, I'm not, I would love to hear your take on Takahashi, especially his entrance. Um, that's about the only thing that I find interesting about him. Um, he's just, you know, he's just one of these bullet club guys that's not particularly good, uh, and I I don't really look forward to. Um, I, I don't really have much to say other than that. I I know you you've, uh, <laughs> you've had some very funny things, insightful things to say about kind of his entrance and how he interacts with these girls and stuff, but. I think that's really funny. I would I would leave it to you to talk about it. Um,
3: I mean, just Takahashi Yeah, I don't understand him. I don't get why he's in the Bullet Club. I know they have to have, like, an actual Japanese person in the Bullet Club as the defector from the – like, I get it. Okay, but, I mean, there's so many better options than – and this is the classic – who were we talking about before – Um, when I think Chris and you both said, like, why is he taking up a place in the tournament? We were talking about Tenzan. You know, and I mean, to me, Takahashi is that person that he has no place in this tournament, especially when there's guys like, you know, like Jay White and, um, you know, some of those other guys. Like, um, what's that? Well, I
0: mean, they're young guys. Like, I don't even, like, like Yohei Kamatsu and... Show Tanaka.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, they'll be put a,
3: them in the tournament.
0: I mean, these older guys at some point, and like you know, like Kojima, Tenzan, even Nagata, and then like yeah, I agree. Somebody like Yujiro just, I he's mean, set to be a freaking jobber. Like has no purpose in this in that in a tournament like this.
3: I mean, no purpose unless to like win a spoiler match here and there. Which he didn't even do that. Even, I think they gave... I'm pretty sure... Sh- what?
0: that doesn't even... Uh, uh, playing a... Having like a spoiler match of uh, victory everyone doesn't really work for a guy like Yujiro. It's good when it's like a guy like Yano or like Hanma, but not not a guy like Yujiro. It's just like nobody gives a yeah. shit if he pulls off up a set win.
3: Well, the one thing that I always appreciate are Yujiro's uh, entrances. When... Uh, You know, he comes out with some random uh, stripper or like escort from, you know, whatever city that they're in. And it's the most uncomfortable, like unsexy uh, situation you could possibly imagine in spite of the fact that they are going for like the sex appeal gimmick. Like it's always the girl, and she's so uncomfortable to be there. You just like see it on her face that she, and like um, and it's just basically the Japanese culture, like trying to be Western and like completely overcompensating. So they just show like uh, the the camera just pans into this poor girl, like the camera goes straight to her boobs or like straight to her ass or her vagina (laughs) or something like that. Like there's no subtlety whatsoever. And it's like, oh yeah, look at this girl. Look at her sexy ass kids. Yeah. And it's like the most awkward work ever. And nobody in the audience is comfortable with it. They're all just waiting for this horrible entrance to be over. That, that, you know, they, they're they not comfortable with that, like, much sexuality. And it's just, and, and Utero is just completely, like, like, he's acting like a kid that's been to the prom for the first time, and he's going to, like, get to see a pair of tits later. And he just doesn't know how to behave in front of this girl. And it's just the most forced. It, it's like you're watching a molestation on, like, a group <laughs> molesting, like, during these entrances. And it's just the most awkward thing in the world. And it just has no place on this card. It's actually one of those reasons why I'm thinking like, yeah, New Japan can really fuck things up because it's the, just the worst part of every, it's so cringeworthy, but it's really the most the worst part of every G1 Climax show. Um. Chris, do you have any more? Or just go to you. Do you have any more opinions on Takahashi?
0: No, just like get him out next year. <laughs> Let's get in some of the newer guys or some other like ROH guys. Even you know, bring over Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly to compete in the fucking tournament.
3: Yeah, or even I don't know why they don't have the um like the super juniors compete in the G one. Like I know they have their own individual tournament.
1: Well it's supposed to be I mean, for
3: heavyweight. Yeah, I get it. I mean, but yeah, I mean, okay. That's fine. It's within the, the universe, you know, within the rules of New Japan. I just wouldn't mind seeing them open it up. And then obviously the the Super Juniors can compete. It's fine, you know. Just, they're just disadvantaged by size, but they know that going into it. Like Kenny Omega I
1: isn't. I I would like a little more depth too, but like, isn't there like, doesn't there have to be some jobbers in there that are gonna you know only win one or two matches? So, yeah, and those can be the
3: younger guys. I think that can be you know Fit Finley's son or or even Cody
1: Hall, like, whoever, I think you know? I think, um, those, guys, I think those, those guys at the bottom have really been exposed this year just because of the way they've set it up, where there's only five singles matches in each show, where it used to be, you know, nine nine or ten singles matches, and, like, four yeah. or five of them were so amazing, you kind of forgot about, you know, Doc Gallows or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yep, that, that, I agree with that. Like, the, the bad matches stand out more when there's only five G1
3: matches in, in the show. Yeah. yeah, sure. Rob, any thoughts on Yujiro Takahashi?
2: Just to piggyback on what you said, I I think it's just um, his kind it's like kind of like ridiculousness. Maybe they're geniuses and they know that it comes across as weird because at the end of the day, you're watching Japanese wrestling from an American, you know, cultural standpoint, and you're like, what the hell is this? Um, like you said, maybe it's something what they think how they view Westerners and question culture and like what's entertaining but I'm sure people do find it entertaining but uh maybe it's just different uh, perspective
3: yeah maybe they're smarter than all of us It's like a meta meta hipster type thing I'm not sure yeah. but they really capture that awkwardness very well whatever they're if they're if they're not trying to capture or if they are so uh, good for that hard to do if you try. okay now let's go from B block let's go back to a block and what did we think this year of Kota Abushi? JB, give us your thoughts on Kota Um I
1: thought early on he was really good. I mean, he's been okay at, later on, too. But early on he had, um, you know, the best matches of the tournament. You know, I mean, they were with the best workers in the tournament, Tanahashi and Styles. Those were Those two were really, really good matches, Um, and he's, you know, he's he's in the what a lot of people consider the match of the year against Nakamura early in the year. I mean, he's he's really good. Uh, Obviously, there's hardly anything he can't do in the ring. Um, uh, You know, his record hasn't been that great. I don't I I don't know how much it really matters that his record hasn't been that great, but um, he's been, you know, he's he's really really good He's obviously uh, one of their big stars going forward. I um, not much to say other than
3: that. Yeah.
1: I mean the big
3: match that his big victory of, of this whole tournament, I think the one takeaway of Abou she has sides, the side effect. He had some great performances. He beat styles. Um, in like a 20-minute match that was uh, phenomenal. I think that's the big takeaway. Um, Chris, what do you think of Abushi's performance? Uh,
0: basically, yeah. I mean, damn, JB keeps literally saying exactly what I want to say before I say it. Uh, that's exact. I mean, like that's how exactly how I feel about Abushi. He's great. He's had great matches, especially this year. I I agree. I think Nakamura against him was one of the best. It, it, it's currently the best match of the year, uh, until I see differently. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He had a really strong start, but has uh, kind of just fallen into the background as of late. Like he hasn't had bad matches, but they haven't been anything. He, he he peaked at the beginning, and while other guys were having their best matches near the end of the of the tournament, he his best were definitely at the beginning.
3: Yeah, and it is possible they planned it out like that because, you know, the, the the Styles and Nakamura and all those guys had the peak at the end, to, you know, because that's kind of the natural progression of the tournament. Maybe Ibushi, they had him just go crazy in a, the beginning. But, um,
2: Rob, any uh, comments on Ibushi? Sure. Uh, I think he's a tremendous talent, a great high flyer. I, I always kind of saw him as kind of like, um, obviously maybe like the, the the future of the company, almost like a, a Kanahashi light or younger version of Kanahashi, um, you know, carrying the company forward later on. I think he's he can have a great match, you know, he can have the match of the night any night, you know, kind of kind of deal. Um, he's had great matches. I haven't watched his stuff recently, but uh, I did see the Nakamura match. I agree with you guys on that. Um, I just think he's all around like uh, a good, a good you know face for for a New Japan.
3: Yep, I'd like to see him as more of like a heel role, like almost like he reminds me a little bit. And this is a huge compliment if you know anything about me, but like a little bit of EC3, like he sort of has that same swagger um, <laughs> when he's kind of playing that role a little bit. With your arms like
2: it's not a like a Tanahashi heel. See, um, I
3: disagree.
0: Immediately, dude, that uh, guy's bread and butter is his high flying. So why would you want to turn him heel?
3: Because he's got the yeah, yeah. But I mean, he can play the. Well, I don't think well, well, really is that his that bread I and butter know. is high flying. I think
0: that's Naito, though. That's Naito. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need Abushi as a heel, and the way you're describing is basically Naito. He,
3: no company just has two heels. No, it's not Naito. I think he's got like that little. See, Naito doesn't have that cockiness. I think Abushi just has that sort of arrogance, that kind of in his personality. I think it's a, and I think it's a good, it's a good thing. I, I think he plays like. I'd rather see him as a heel. I think he sort of has that, and and I mean no, it's it's it's. What year is it? 2015? Like, I mean, it's not just like high flyers don't just necessarily have to be faces. I know the moveset lends itself more to like a face environment, but we can no, the, he can definitely be a heel and still do high flyer moves. Um,
1: he played I, I the heel against Nakamura. I mean, we'll see. Wrestle Kingdom.
3: Yeah, exactly. And we're all calling that the best match ever. Like, I think he's, I think he's really good in, in that sort of heel role. He's world.
1: also got that like, um, all the women love him thing, you know, because he's good looking.
3: Yeah. To the annoying. point where it's annoying. <laughs> Whenever he's out there, all you hear is, oh, a
1: Shane! a Shane! Shane!
3: you do this it's horribly thing. annoying.
2: What, is it? what does it sound like, That's
1: Shane? Right. A
2: it doesn't sound like it's the first time you've you've, you know, yelled that. That's my aging, uh, sexless
3: Japanese woman impression. Um Okay, so we got a bushi out of the way, I suppose. So let's go back to the 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 uh the B block. This is an interesting one. Uh Carl Machine Gun Anderson. Uh, Jamie, what are your takeaways from Machine Gun, uh, during this tournament?
1: Um, well, he's actually one of the guys on the Bullet Club that is actually worth watching in a singles match. Um, uh, but, he's been good. I mean, he's doing that whole, he's doing that whole thing where he's got that, that the gun stun, which is, you know, the RKO or the stunner, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, where he pulls it off out of nowhere in these matches, and he's pretty successful with it. He, he's had a few good, good spots with it. Um, his matches are pretty good. Um, so I, I like watching him. I mean, I kind of would prefer to watch him as singles rather than him tagging with Gallows, which is terrible. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to have him kind of take over the Bullet Club when they turn AJ's face, but it seems like they're lining them up for that.
3: Well, uh, I prefer to call his move the diamond cutter. Um, But Chris, what do you think of uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson's performance in the G1 tournament?
0: I mean, I love Carl Anderson. I think he's a fantastic, not only wrestler, but a great character. Like, I love his character. He's great. Uh, And uh, it's nice to see him have a good tournament. He's definitely had a good tournament. So, He's got some surprising wins in there, the ones that I didn't expect. Uh, so, yeah, it's been good. It's been. Good. I mean, key like he. Uh, what was it in 2012? I believe he he was in the finals of the G1 against Okada, and uh, and uh, and that was a fantastic match. And it was it's it's good to see. He's kind of been down since then, and and it's nice to see him have a great tournament because. He's uh he's a phenomenal not only worker but just a great personality and great
3: on the mic too. Yeah, yeah, I mean I think I I'm I don't love him just um I I think some of his comedy doesn't hit and he's just a cheesy fat asshole, but um I think uh I think he's definitely had a good tournament. I I think he has to be like um I don't think he should ever leave Japan. I think he should get Japanese citizenship and, you know, kind of shrink himself maybe and try to assimilate as much as possible into Japan because he has no place in the United States. He, I, don't think he's, I don't think he has a place on any roster. I think he'd get washed away immediately. That being said, now he speaks a little Japanese. Um, I think he really enjoys it over there. He's definitely found uh, his place. I don't think he's that great in the ring he like he's not my favorite guy, but I don't mind him and I think he's he's definitely had a good tournament and with his god given talents and physical ability, which is not much at all he's he's making do um uh, and i I think Jim had an interesting thing about him leading the bullet club. I think that he's i don't think that he's a i think he's actually always been. Sort of like the leader of a bullet club. If I was smarter, I'd think of a historical group or whatever, and like kind of find some consistent person throughout the, the you know, the, just like I'm sure there's some the analogy.
2: The honor. The honor. Yeah, but um, I, I guess that's
3: okay. But it just just i I think he's been actually more of like the leader the whole time i really do um just sort of that glue um uh so that's uh, but when i i think the bullet club and what we're seeing now although they keep teasing dissent and then you know with the bullet club on bullet club matches i i think I, i i think the bullet club has to disband soon we can sort of have a conversation on that but let me get rob's opinion on uh carl anderson
2: um, I don't have much of an opinion on him, um, kind of what you said, like never really impressed, kind of like Chris said, a little surprise when he wins a, you know, a match, a bigger match. Um, I find him kind of annoying a little bit, his mic stuff, and like, like Shane said, his jokes. Um, it's obviously you could tell he like, he thinks he's cooler than he is, you know, and talking to like a Japanese crowd, I guess. Um, I guess I said through that. I don't know. That's all I really got to say.
3: Yeah, well, let's go. I mean, uh, since we open it up, let's open it up like really quickly. I'll just do a round robin. I mean, do, do you see the Bullet Club making it through Wrestle Kingdom, Jim?
1: Um, I think, I think so. I mean, I, I, my only question—I just feel like when I say that they might, there might be some kind of move there—is that I feel like AJ is going to turn face here relatively soon, uh, maybe like six months, a year from now. And then what, do, what do they do from there? Because he's like, he's like very over already there and the crowd's going to like push him that way is my feeling on it. Um, but then, so I'm, I'm kind of looking at it from that perspective. Uh, but I think they're going to, I think they, the Bullet Club definitely has a place as far as, I mean, I don't like a lot of their, their workers. That's, that, I can't stand them, but, um, it's, you know, they sell a lot of merch and all that, so I think they'll they'll be around for a while. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, I like the, yeah, I think the Bullet Club is just a really, really good stable. It's just done, like, really well, and I almost can't, like, picture New Japan without, like, a Bullet Club-type faction. Uh, Chris, do you think they'll survive a through Wrestle Kingdom. Like, you know, after Wrestle Kingdom, will still be a bullet club. Uh,
0: I mean, I think they probably will. Um, I think you can see the the, the seeds of dissension. I think you need to have it. I mean, at some point you got to break up these groups. Uh, you just have to. I mean, like you don't want them to overstay their welcome the way like the NWO did. And uh so, I mean, well, I mean, well, they're kind of a different story, but like but I think, I think it's time. I mean I think like I don't know if they're selling merch as much as they were before and, but at some point you got to do what's right for the product and not worry about merch and and you know New Japan is more concerned with the product than they are with how much merch they sell. so I, I don't think that'll drive everything but I think it, it should happen I think it should happen before Wrestle Kingdom so that you could have big blow off at Wrestle Kingdom but uh, but I think they'll probably make it past Wrestle Kingdom.
3: Right, Rob. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll break up before then. Uh, they'll probably be around for a while. I mean, I think they have to be careful not use it, um, or use it as like the way WCW did with the NWO. Um, I think if they use it the smart way, kind of like as a vehicle, like I don't know. For me, like Kenny Omega, a guy like him in the Bullet Club, you know, kind of changes your perception of him and like you can see him actually, you know be more maybe themselves or do and try different things that they wouldn't normally try if they weren't in the Bullet Club. Um, they have to be careful about not knowing, sca- uh, get stale or kind of just bringing people in for bringing in people's take. kind of avoid the NWO syndrome, um, getting bigger, you know, but that's just kind of what I say.
3: Yep. Yep. I think they're being booked. Like, I don't think the NWO comparison, not that anyone here is overtly making it like I get the comparison. I don't think the NWO comparisons like the only way they're similar is that they do the two sweep. Um but I think they're being like a powerful like.
2: power I meant in the sense of like a powerful stable group that's kind of like overtaking a,
3: yeah.
2: a federation. I didn't mean like No, a, no, I, I,
3: I, I if you listen to me you saw it that I didn't I wasn't make but I just think like they're not even. I, I know you weren't saying that, but they're they're. That's why I think they're not really a powerful group. <laughs> like they don't. I mean, they like disrupt matches, but Red Shoes kind of throws them out of the match, and they they stay behind stage. You know, they don't interrupt again. They don't like disrupt the booking. Like they're just sort of like a club that hugs how can you say stuff? How can and, you like, say uh, they're not a
0: group though. They until recently they had almost every title in the promotion.
3: I mean, like they until...
0: got the tag titles. They got the tag titles. They got the junior heavyweight title, and until AJ lost it, they also had the world title.
3: Yeah, like they had a peak, fine. But I mean, they're not like, yeah, exactly. They lost it. They're not like, well, you know, the title. Now, yeah,
0: well, they got three more.
1: I kind of remember having the same discussion with Shane back, like, just before Wrestle Kingdom just about how the Bullet Club's kind of got stale, and then after Wrestle Kingdom. And then we pretty much came to the assumption that they were going to have to put a bunch of titles on them to kind of keep them not stale. And now that they've had that run, now it's going to be, like, really stale the second time. Well, it's not the second time. It's like the third or fourth time they try to, like, push them again. So,
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, the Bullet Club hasn't really-
1: been saved since
3: Devitt left, but... No, no. Devitt was, the, the, I mean, the only reason why the bullet, Devitt was the bullet club. The only reason why the bullet club's working is because AJ Styles is so good. And like they, they had some life with the young bucks who are total part-timers, but it just, it put a little life into it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, at that, I don't think... I think we're the only people in the world having this conversation about the Bullet Club. I don't think anyone cares. Like, I don't... I don't
1: but, okay, well, whatever. in that, in that uh, vein,
0: let's move on. <laughs> let's
2: okay,
0: move on. Right, let's go.
3: Okay, okay. We're, we're probably pouring the we're, people up. Where? Who did we just do? I forget. How about... How about about Kazashiko Okada? Okay. What do you think of him? Talk about Kazashiko. About me? Sure. Go for it. I think he's been great. Um, To say the least, I think he's had a really... You know, um, uh, just obviously some strong performances. I just think he's... I, I, my favorite match was actually the one he lost. I really liked the Goto um, Okada match. I like that, that, you know, a lot. I thought that was great. Um, uh, what else was good? Um, the Hanma Okada match was good. I mean, he's just such a consistent performer, like almost in the same way that Randy Orton is, but not as boring as Randy Orton. Like, um, you know, he's much more versatile. Uh, I still love his entrance. I don't understand. He's like a rainmaker. Does that make him good at sales or something? And there's like money going around. I mean, I don't get it, but uh, it's 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 entertaining. I think he's definitely got like that sort of swagger. Um, I think he's great. Uh, JB, what do you have to say about Okada's performance?
1: Um, I think he's, you know one of the best in the world, um, you know, top three, maybe. Um, he's, he's, he's great. Um, I kind of want to say like something negative about him. Cause it's obvious that everyone's going to be a mark for him. Um, I mean, yeah, he,
3: it's hard to, he's, he yeah, won every match except the one against Godo.
1: The one, yeah, the, the, the one that the, he, the Oregon comparison is funny. Cause I was thinking of the Oregon comparison too, uh, like last week. Um, just like, so there's something that Orton does that he does too. Like they're they're very proficient in the ring. Like they're technically perfect, both of them. Right? They do everything like very very well, and they their timing is impeccable and all that. Um, but they they do kind of risk run the risk of being boring sometimes. So that, I mean that's basically the only bad thing I'm gonna say about Altana. Uh, but. Um, I, you know some of his matches i didn't really care that much about i, I loved his match though against Nagata uh the other night um, yeah it was a great great match. oh yeah that was okay yeah um i just it, it was the first time he saw like I got something out of Nagata i thought the, the entire tournament which for me Nagata was a, was a big highlight last year um and i thought the way they, they played that out maybe it had more to do with Nagata than okada but it was um it was really good
3: Chris, what do you think of Okada this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's one of, you know, the best wrestlers in the world, and and he shows it because he hardly ever has a bad match. Uh, and I think that speaks very much to his ability, not as opposed to the guys that, you know, obviously the guys he's with her are good too, but the fact is the guy never has a bad match, almost, almost ever, which is uh, unheard of. And... uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. The Nagata match was very good. That was probably that maybe until until Saturday when I'm sure the Nakamura Okada match is going to be one of my you know one of my favorites of, the, of my favorite Okada match of the tournament. I think the Nagata match might be my favorite of the tournament so far. But yeah, it was very was very good, and uh, and he's very good. And every time I watch Okada, all I can think about or not all I can think about, but one of the things I always think about is how hilarious and how much of a joke, not to get off topic, but how much
3: of a joke TNA is, because... I was just I feel like thinking it, that same... I know what New you're going to say. New yeah. Japan Wrestling, currently, is like
0: a who's who of who fucking TNA screwed up on. Because at at one point or another, TNA had Okada, TNA had Tanahashi, TNA had the Young Bucks, like, TNA had, like, half the guys on that fucking roster. And and now they're like a big star. TNA, TNA had Okada and Styles on their roster at the same time. Yeah. Styles, yeah, they had Styles, they had the Young Bucks, they had, Oka- they had Tanahashi, Okada, they had all those guys on their roster, and they fucking managed to do nothing. With them. I mean, Styles obviously did something in TNA, but he hadn't been a top guy in TNA for a long time, and he, they should have been building the whole goddamn promotion around him. We need to marry
3: I said, the young bucks.
0: Okay, whatever you say. I said Styles. I didn't say the young bucks. But uh, but um, yeah. I mean, I just think like you know the success of, of of New Japan Pro Wrestling currently is 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 like an indict partial a partial
3: indictment on DNA. Rob, do you have anything to say about Okada?
2: Well. What can be said that uh, hasn't already been said about uh, Kazuchika Okada? It's too awesome dropkick. Um, you could talk about a yeah, too awesome
0: dropkick.
2: Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Um, I have a Okada action figure in my office, so I think he's pretty good. <laughs> that should pretty much say it all.
0: Oh, you haven't yeah. seen that? Yeah, Jamie, yeah I w- did I w- you? W- it's an awesome figure. Where'd okay. you get that by the way? Um Japan. Wait, hold on. Did you Oh, you did you did you really go to Japan or are you just saying? <laughs> oh no, I
2: I ordered it from Japan. Oh, okay. Look in the uh, okay, comments. Okay, next up on the list of the of the podcast uh, and I'll put, I'll put a link. Okay. Thank you. Next up on the list,
3: <laughs> let's get to the big guns. Um What have you guys thought about Nakamura's performance in the G1? Uh, JB, why
1: don't you go first? Um, It's been kind of interesting just because he had the injury early on. um, And he had the the forfeit in there and uh, missed a couple of shows. Um, He's obviously uh, pretty injured. I mean, he's still working with it and... You know, I, from what I've heard about him, he works. He's working with a ton of injuries, so I guess this is not anything new. But uh... you know, uh, Nakamura is my favorite wrestler in the business. Uh, I, I you know I don't know if he's the best wrestler in the business. I just I just think he's great in every way. Um, and he's he's had you know a number of good matches. Uh, the match against Goto was really one of my favorite matches of the tournament uh, I think he's gonna win um, i'm I'm interested to see though how it's gonna go at the end here because when I've heard it's not the last match of that card it's kind of opens the door for other things to happen so um we'll see what happens but um you know he's he's tremendous um and you know I don't I'm, There's not enough that can be said about him I don't think but uh, I'll I'll stop there.
3: Yeah, I really really liked his match against um Nagata, and we we keep uh, uh, one of us has said that they liked the match about Nagata, at least one point. So I think, think Nagata's just had a pretty good performance for especially for a forty five year old guy. But I think that was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. Um, Chris, what do you think about Nakamura during this tournament? Uh, JB said he was injured for a little bit and he's dealing with injuries, but I think he came back really strong. Uh, what do you think, Chris?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it's gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to he ever have me say anything negative about Nakamura because he's probably my favorite wrestler right now. Uh, I mean, the guy is the guy is everything you want in a in in the top you know, wrestling star, you know, great in the ring, amazing character, you know, his charisma is off the wall, and, you know, just off, he is completely off the chart. And, uh, yeah, great, yeah, especially considering how, you know, the injury he's dealing with, that it's, you know, so bad of an injury that he actually missed the show. Uh, you know, the guy is performing great as, as expected, and, you know, I expect him to have an amazing match with Okada on Saturday, and then an amazing match with Styles on on Sunday. So so yeah, he's great, and he'll always be the one one of if not the best thing going in that promotion.
3: Charisma off the wall is a great way to characterize him. Like, cause if you had to describe Nagata, like I don't know what I'd say. Like if somebody asked me like Who's your favorite wrestler?" and I'd say, "Oh, none Nagata, sorry. If somebody said, me, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" I said Nakamura. And they say, "Oh, what's like his gimmick?" I'd be like, "Uh, I don't know. He's like gay. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> like, moves really funny. Like, I wouldn't know like how to describe him at all. Swag. And he, he's yet he's like my t- um, he's just great. Uh, he's just so awesome. And and it's funny where he came from. Like, he came into New Japan." like, from an MMA background, and he had, like, that shooter gimmick, like Shibata, and now he's just doing, like, this This has to be, like, his natural personality in a way, because nobody, they say the best wrestling characters are, you know, just a little bit of your natural personality turned up, you know, so this has to be, like, who he really is, like, maybe he's eccentric like that, Um, I don't know, but He's he's just fucking awesome. Like uh, actually Nakamura, Nakamura. actually met Nakamura
0: for like a minute uh, at the ROH uh, New Japan show in New York City like two years almost two years ago. He is like a super chill guy. Like he really is. Like he he, seems like he. Like he really is similar to like obviously his gimmick is exaggerated but but like that he's like like he's super chill and just like very cool- like a very like cool guy like and so I think he I think he probably very much is like his like his gimmick is basically him just amplified
3: wait, wait, I didn't know you met him, what did you say to him? that was the uh well i
0: I didn't say much because, like you know, there was a ton of people. Like it was that, like you know, the like I went, I, I went quickly through the like meet and greet thing that they had downstairs. Nice. And, uh, no, you and didn't then, meet him.
3: You, well, I talked to so him for a a the arena. A... Oh, fuck off! But... Meeting's quite the exaggeration. There, you can say like you know, you encountered him. That might even be Wait, too I'm generous. Sorry. But... All right, I, I, all right, I'll let you pick my.
0: uh... My my descriptions from now on.
3: No, fine. You're best friends with Nakamura. We get it. Um yeah. right, that's Rob. That's what what I do you think...
2: <laughs> Rob, what do you think about Nakamura? Uh Shane could go on about uh the relationship between Chris and Nakamura all night, but I'll I'll just say that yeah, I think he's great. Um I'll probably buy his T shirt at some point if I can uh, find one. But I mean, you're asking me last on all these, and I understand it's because I haven't been watching. But you guys, everything you guys have said is pretty, pretty uh, on point with him. I mean, what more can you say about him, right? You're, yeah, I mean, there's not like much to say about him at can, this point. Like you said, even Shane, there's a lot. Like it's hard to say say stuff about him, right? Because he's kind of enigmatic in a sense. Like you're like, what exactly am I looking at? What am I What, what am I seeing? Uh, but definitely real talent, and definitely like you guys said. Uh, I hate to sound like I'm repeating, but you know, definitely hurt, um, working hurt.
1: I thought that was an interesting, interesting really? discussion. Me and Shane were having a discussion earlier in the week about how, like, an American perspective on like New Japan gimmicks, and, like, how would we describe right. any of these guys?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah, how do describe, you describe Okada to... in this thing?
2: Yeah. Or just trying to figure out the the way that gimmick is presented to the Japanese, right? How they, they, how it's, you know, presented to them and how they interpret it. it's even trickier. You know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Jim was also one thing, Jim was also, started, it's funny how some of these wrestlers are presented like how Ishii, who we can talk about next, I suppose, comes out and it's English language on his Jumbotron that says you're a stone cold pit bull. And a lot of you guys just have English word and it I it mean it's sort of like a credibility thing, like, oh this guy's cool. He's like Western and there's like American words like that that are used to describe him. And it just there's so many levels of it that are that are pretty funny. Um, and one way Jim was describing it is that, like, almost these, and it fits perfectly with, like, how the the Japanese view the rest. but these um, wrestlers are almost like video game characters. Like, they all start out pretty basic, and then the, as they level up in the wrestling world, they just have things added to their characters. And that's, like, a guy like oh, Okada. Yeah. Like, I think Okada's, like, the same way. In a weird, like, he comes out and he's got, like, this robe and, like, there's money. Like, this this seemingly has nothing to do with who Okada is. Like, what, does he make a lot of money? Like, he doesn't act like that. But it's just, like, yeah, it's these little, like, detailed, Like, it's sort of like with Super Mario, Mario 3, when he got the raccoon, um, you know, shell. And he turned into, like, the raccoon guy and he could fly. But it was still Mario. What? There's just, like, something added. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, I I get you, Shane. It's like Okada's like already reached his final form, right? Because like that's the guy who like it's kind of weird to see him not the champion, because he's a believable champion. Yeah. he's got the money and everything, right? And that like, kind of goes back to what you said about stages of people, you know, and their evolution and progression. Um, maybe like Finn Balor, who knows? And
3: that's what when with Finn Balor, he was like that was sort of his character. Like, like I still say like, the whole demon thing in WWE, I still think it's stupid. I don't give a shit. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He says he's like, oh, he's bringing out the demon, and, uh, you know, he's supposed to get more aggressive, and he just does the same stupid moves that there's nothing interesting about it. I, I'm the only one that has this opinion, I think. Like, um, but in Japan, for some reason, I can't put my finger on it. It was like, but it made sense in Japan. Like, it made perfect sense that he came out in, like, different characters and different makeup. Um, So, whatever. I don't know if anybody has anything to say about that. You probably have um, something stupid
0: I, to say. I, 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 stopped, I stopped listening to you a long time ago. All
2: right. Um, he, uh, I suppose I guess, like, we... Was it last year where he was working really hard? So... Who?
0: Ishii. Who are we talking about, Rob? Yeah, Ishii busted his shoulder last year.
3: He
2: separated his shoulder. We're not even going to talk
3: about Ishii. We're not talking about Ishii at all. Um, What we're going to talk about now is the standout, the hero (laughs) of the G1 Climax Tournament, who has proved an athletic and performance prowess over every other wrestler... (laughs) In New Japan and the world and that is Toro Yano JB, uh,
1: what do you have to say about Toro Yano's performance? Hi I, uh, <clears throat> the, the biggest thing I have to commend you for uh, taking uh, this long to bring up your favorite wrestler, Toro Yano um, Which right, I feel right. like this entire bit was about like you were just wanting to talk about Toro But um, right, oh, right. Um, well, yeah, you know, he's, he's got this funny gimmick. I love, uh, even, even though I didn't understand a word or anything that was happening at it, there was one show where he's sitting there doing commentary during the intermission and they started playing clips of his Chaos DVD, which is like, the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> was like... Nakamura, Okada, you see all these guys are here.
2: Yeah,
1: and they're like in classrooms.
2: They're like t- oh, they're drawing <laughs> something. That's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it was incredible television.
2: <laughs> it was but so. I, important.
3: I love how he comes down to the ring with his DVDs. I mean, this is a true salesman. I mean, you have oh, to respect the, the husband.
2: Randomly, that's the one thing I've seen. Shane was that that classroom that I'm talking about. I what the hell's going on? like drawing
3: but uh when uh he comes down to the ring every performance selling those dvds i mean you just want to buy them because you just respect the hustle and oh man when when somebody's gonna attack him and then he grows between the ropes and, and yells break 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 i mean that's the living end i mean that's just uh the pinnacle of comedy i die every time that happens um, I just, uh, uh, and it's funny, he's so, he's just so over, um, uh, like, but I mean, you know, I've been into New Japan just for the past three, th- three years or so. And I feel like, I mean, apparently he's been, Chris, you probably know even better, but apparently this character that he's been doing, he's been doing for like a decade, right?
0: Uh, I believe it's Chris? been a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I don't know how long. But, I mean, I still feel like this is so over with the fans. Like, all he does, he comes in and everybody just dies laughing and then they do his RVD chant thing. I mean, it's so funny.
0: Shane, did you ever Well, I mean, seen, you need uh, comedy
3: characters
2: like
0: that. He does it well.
2: Yeah, Shane, have you ever seen when uh, he was wrestling... Uh, was it Okada? I know Kata did the Rainmaker pose and then Yano just did like his eh whatever pose. It's like really <laughs> funny stuff. Really good timing. Um there's another vignette with like him trying to run a marathon. It's I mean, really it very funny. I mean the yeah, just very good timing.
3: I like it when he does like the uh Yanu and then uh, you know, where he's uh doing the R V D pointing himself with his thumbs and then ducks before the third one because he knows his opponent is coming to hit him. Uh, He tickles me tremendously. Uh, I just think he's so funny. I mean, when he's seen... What's that? That's an interesting uh, description you have there. He tickles you. Well, I mean, he does. And then uh, when he... um, You know, if you've seen one Yanu you've seen them all. Uh, there's the he takes the turnbuckle off, uh, which is hysterical. It's hilarious every time. That's on a bad thing that I say. You've seen one match, you've seen them all, and uh, throws the guy into the turnbuckle. Uh, goes for the chibrola finishes. I mean, it's just great matches, and he had some good upsets. The one thing that's really funny was when tens his match with Tenzan. And it just goes back to a conversation about Tenzan having no place in the ring. He just did that diving headbutt to Yano, and Yano's head split wide open, you know. And well, both, Yano both saved heads that heads match, because really, up. both their heads split open. But th- you notice that Tenzan really wasn't very composed. <laughs> like, you'd think as the veteran, he'd be... You know he he'd like you know be okay to I mean he was fine but Yanu sort of carried the way through that match you know and did the quick uh back backslide pin 10 to Tenzon and sort of got them both out of the ring like really quickly um I just think he had a really good tournament I guess Shibata now has the uh, awful six month feud <laughs> with Toriyama I think they had the end of the tournament. But I just, uh, I can't sing enough praises um, about the comedic of uh, Toru Yano. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to add? I don't see
0: how I could possibly contribute any more to what you just said. said. So I, I agree with you. Great comedy character. Definitely the best comedy character in pro wrestling right
3: now. Well, those are very high praises and appropriate high praises. Very... Barry, I'm glad we can agree on something that Toriano is a, a hilarious comedic genius. A loop, move
2: over Louis C. K. Yano How many
3: L. 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 L.
0: have left. Uh I don't know why. I don't know.
1: Just we only have we only have thirty
0: minutes left of time.
3: Yeah, we uh, got plenty of uh, time. Summer and a lot. Yeah, yeah, all right, let's end this quickly. Let's just do some more... Well, I wanted to say kind of
1: my favorite... Talk about one, one important... The, the most important thing of the G1 that's happened, have
0: Fucked up. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that. Uh, especially with you, Shane. I was waiting for you to bring this up. For what? For Shane, like... I don't like, know what you guys are you referring to. Are you serious? Did you watch the thing last night? Or, like, the last show?
3: Okay, what I was just about, about to talk about that. Um... Okay, let's talk about Tomoyaki Hanma. Uh, Jamie, what do you think about Hanma's performance in this uh, G1 tournament? I mean,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to. uh, I mean, uh, going
0: back from last year, we know how much you love Hanma, Shane. and uh, last year he was a huge standout, and it was a big kind of like surprise uh, that he he didn't get a win last year. We we all thought kind of he was gonna pick up one surprise win by the end. And uh, he didn't. And give it to New Japan Pro Wrestling in the booking, they stretched it out to another year where he was having another offer uh, in the G1. you know, he wasn't quite making waves the way he did last year, but comes in, loses almost every match again, and then finally... Gets the huge win in uh, at the uh, Corrigan Hall against Ishi in the main event, and it was uh, it was quite a sight. It was a great crowd, a great moment, and there were a hell of a lot of headbutts and chops in that match. But uh, yeah, he's I mean, he's great. He's really good at playing
3: that like underdog babyface. Yeah, I love Anma. I I know where you guys were going with that obviously 'cause because uh, I, I loved him last year and I and I really enjoyed his character throughout the year. Um I, I feel like okay, I feel like in some instances this year, maybe he phoned it in a little bit. And maybe that was because the crowd wasn't as into him as this year. Like there was he didn't have the same type of energy that he had last year. This is just my opinion. But still, yes, the match with Ishii was great. I was so happy to to see him get the win. I think the Hanma character is great in general. Like, we're talking about the New Japan characters. I think he's real, like, like, I think his character is that, like, okay, this isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, like like Hanma in general. Like, he, he goes for the headbutt, like, way too early. Um, and he, he goes misses for the headbutt every to time. the and, and he never learns. You know, he, he never learns from this. He's still going to do it, like, in, in the next match. Um, and he's just, you know, all energy. I think he's exactly, you know, uh, it was Chris or JB. They're pretty much the same person this podcast. But some um, uh, somebody said that uh, Roman Reigns, that NATO's booking was like the right way to book Roman Roman Reigns, uh, which made a lot of sense. I think Hanma's booking is the exact right way to, they should have booked like Dolph Ziggler. Like, just, like, they they really messed up Ziggler. I don't think he was super talented to begin with. But Hanma, I mean, he's that underdog character. Yet his, you know, and he never wins. <laughs> you know, he jobs to everyone, which is hysterical. But everyone still loves him because he just gives his all, like, every match. You know, he's not, like, this tweener that, oh, gonna get this, like, you know, this great... um. Like with Dolph, Ziggler, they always had an cuss on like upper mid card, and then they did like stupid things with him, like,
1: like you know when. Okay, wait,
3: let me let me clear my thoughts. Like, remember when uh, in um the Survivor Series when Dolph Ziggler like was the the hero like of that match? I think he like lasted the longest and took out four people and it was like the reason why the good guys won. You know. I forget the exact book, but that's, like, such a classic Hanma thing. Like, if he just, like, if he was sort of, like, the hero in these weird places. But nobody, like, expects anything of Hanma for him to, like, flirt with, like, winning a title here and there. Yet he's this beloved character. I mean, nobody says, like, New Japan more than Hanma, I think. Like, there's obviously Tanahashi, Okada, you know, the main staples, but I think Hanma's right there, sort of like the hacksaw Jim Duggan in a weird, you know, the way the WWE was, you know, in the in the 80s and 90s. Um, I, just, I think Hanma's great. I think this G1, yeah, I wasn't... It, it's funny, you guys said perfectly, you know, the most important thing. Yeah, it was awesome, but it, it was a little lacking. I thought they should have gave him the victory last year, obviously. Um, so sorry to rain on everyone's parade, but um, that's kind of what I, I thought about it. Rob, do you have any opinions on Hanma? No, I think you got
0: them all.
1: Okay.
3: JB, anything else to say about Hanma uh, in the G1? Yeah,
1: just a couple of things. I mean, I think so. I thought, you know, it was a great moment and uh, it was a good match. It wasn't as good as uh, the last match, but um, uh, Hanma um, the it really goes to show, I said this about the Dominion show, which was really well booked all the way through the card. And the level of detail that New Japan, the way they booked the level of detail all the way down the card is something that just is like, um, very striking to me as someone who's, you know, mostly followed WWE his whole life. Um, like it's, it's incredibly detailed how well they do something like this, which is, really outside of completely the whole turn of the picture, outside of you know. Um, and then the other thing is, like, I hear a lot of people, like, say, like, um, that aren't necessarily, you know, they see a little New Japan or whatever, they don't, um, they they say stuff like, oh, well, you know, there's not a lot of storytelling in Japan, <laughs> uh, because they used to watch WWE. Like, that that, that kind of opinion is, is a ridiculous opinion. Like, it's somebody who just hasn't taken the time to watch or, like, just is, is. is racist, probably. <laughs> it's just an idiotic <laughs> opinion. <laughs> and, like, they... Not only is the storytelling better um, as far as the actual story, but, like, the storytelling in the ring is better. Like, as an art, it's actually telling a story in the ring that New Japan does that WWE is ignored for years. And um and then the overall stories usually are better. So uh um, that's my little my little
3: take on that. Chris, anything else to say about Hanma? We're gonna do one more character. Just just one okay. more wrestler. We're gonna skip some. Good. Is yeah, you have anything
0: man, no, to nothing. say? Uh, nope, not about Hanma. As long as you pick the right last guy, then we'll be fine.
3: Oh, sorry. I was just laughing to myself thinking about that time, uh, Toru Yanu uh, hid in the ropes and started yelling, break, break, break. It's so funny. Enough. And the last guy is AJ Styles.
0: Oh, thank God you picked um, the right guy.
3: Right, right. Well, Chris, since you're so excited, why don't you talk about AJ Styles' uh, performance in this year's G One climax?
0: I mean, AJ—it's no secret to anybody that how great AJ Styles is. Anybody who watched any TNA over the last ten years knows that. Uh, and the surpri- and well, maybe not surprisingly—this uh, year has been one of his best years ever. I think he he's one of like maybe two or three guys that I would consider in the running for wrestler of the year for the whole year, and he's been the MVP of this tournament as who are far as I'm concerned. the other two? Uh, Roderick Strong and um, uh, I don't know. I don't know who the other guy would be. I gotta think about that more.
3: But you're certain that Roderick Strong is very good place on that list. Yeah. That's the one thing. Yeah, oh. well, you're wrong. I'm okay, sorry.
0: well, I didn't Your fucking opinion, buddy. But anyway, AJ AJ Styles Styles has been the MVP of this whole tournament. Uh, He may not, you know, he, he, I think, has been overall the best performer, uh, had the best matches, the highest number of quality matches overall of anybody. And uh, I expect, I said, I expect him to win the A block. Uh, I don't expect him to win the whole thing, but I think. Overall, he's been the top guy in this tournament, and has been probably the top wrestler all year. What was your favorite AJ
3: moment, like in this tournament?
0: Uh, I think the Kota match was like my favorite uh, match of the tournament, of his anyway. Uh, but it's hard to
3: pick because they were all very good. Yeah, yeah, they're all very good. I think one of my favorite moments. And I, I said this to Jim. I don't think people realize well it's a, no, people realize it some things say, but how good the AJ Tenzon match was. Um and one of my favorite thing it's just such a testament to AJ, like just like how good he's become. Like there was a spot when the ref, Red Shoes, like gets in the way of um I think a drop tick kick to the corner and AJ actually hit it. And Red Shoes got like hurt, you know, um, it, 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 in in non kayfabe shoot. And AJ goes over, to, and you can see, you know, AJ's like checking on Red Shoes, just like making sure he's okay. In this wait, like he gets over the Red Shoes, and you know he's, it, you know, he's saying to you know, don't fucking get in my way. And he he just sells it so well, like, and this is a guy performing at. Like, that Muhammad Ali levels, like, there really isn't anyone in this class. Like, holy shit, he's in, like, this zone where his performance is just exceptional. But is it a zone? I mean, he's been in this zone for, what, two, two years now, three years now? You know, that's a pretty long zone, you know? So maybe he's just that great. Um, he, he's just been so good. Um, JB, what do you think about uh, AJ's performance?
1: Um, I think he's the best wrestler in the world. So, <laughs> I, and JB said that
3: three times tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, I no, I said, no. My, favorite, <laughs> I said
1: okay. my favorite wrestler, and I said not. You know, not my favorite. My favorite, not the best. Uh, they Uh, just sounds the best wrestler in the world. Um, and you know, in the tournament, he's been, uh, yeah. I I again the Tenzin ma- the Tenzon match I think is a good point. Like the fact that he brought a really good match at of Tenzon says how good he is to me. Uh, but also, um, you know, I think Styles Okada was the best match of the year in July. Um and he had a lot to do with that. Um he's he's just the best in the world, that's it. Um it. And, and it annoys me that not enough people recognize it. Actually,
3: yeah, I think a lot of people
2: recognize
3: it for a sense of. Uh, well, you said to me today that he that he accidentally posted his booking fee online yeah. for like two shows in England, and that was like eight thousand dollars. Right? Yeah, plus yeah. travel. If you're you're on one, one the wrong show. Business.
0: Eight thousand dollars for one show and like a and like and
2: also travel and air like hotel and air yeah
1: plus air and hotel yeah I could
2: see that for I mean,
1: maybe
0: yeah maybe like ten thousand dollars that's that's not cheap for these aren't like big companies paying this shit it's like they're, like small companies like so I'm just saying like you think about like how many times he wrestles if he's getting eight yeah, thousand get dollars a pop I he's get making it. I get market. it I
2: get it don't get so offended Chris
0: I I know
2: you
3: he's love AJ
2: Styles. Gonna, but I mean he's worth every dollar. I it's agree.
3: hard to monetize like the WWE wrestlers to think about what they get for per performance. Like um you know, obviously 'cause they're in like exclusive contract, but I really can't think of a bigger draw than AJ Styles. I mean and this is without like great mic skills, he's just performing at this ridiculous level. Um Uh, and I stand by uh, my uh, prediction that he'll be headlining, not the Dallas WrestleMania, but the one after that. I think he's just too good, and the WWE won't be able to ignore him. Uh, Rob, any thoughts on AJ Styles' performance in the G1 of 2015? No, I really haven't seen any. Um, Anything you two uh marks uh like Chris or J B want to conclude with AJ Styles. No. Nope.
1: No. No, I, I think okay. I well it.
3: I guess we don't have to talk about the G one anymore. I'm really looking forward to the, the final matches. I thoroughly enjoyed um this year's G1. I really had a fun time watching it. I really haven't watched, like, much else. Like, I haven't watched, like, any TV. I just always, like, put it on when I have time. Of course, I'm streaming it at work all day because uh, uh, I really care about my career. Um, <laughs> So, uh... Shane, all right.
0: So, are you or... Uh, JB, are either you guys going to the NXT Takeover show?
1: Oh yeah, we're both going. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah, so I'll see you there.
0: <laughs> we are, uh,
3: I'm kind of upset I'm not going to Coney Island though. I kind of wanted to
2: see that show. But, but yeah, uh, I'm
0: upset up. about that too. That, so.
2: Hey, I fucked up last I'm week. Upset. Maybe one of you guys can help me. I was in uh, Orlando on Friday, and I I left to Miami. And I realized that that night there was an NXT show, but it wasn't at Full Sail in Winter Park. It said Orlando. You know where that was? I mean, I, if I knew about it, I would have gone earlier and gone up. But I, no. I
1: I think they were playing um, some bigger venues that weekend. Um, I think they played maybe West Palm Beach in Orlando or something like that one weekend. Right around there?
2: Yeah, I went to them in Miami. It was a great show. Uh, Not as big as I thought. I'm really excited to see how the the Brooklyn crowd is going to translate. And it looks like they have some good matches lined up for it.
1: Yeah, I think the Brooklyn... I mean, I'm thinking the Brooklyn show, they're going to... Like, the card's already set, and unfortunately uh, a lot of it's predictable since most of them have moved into the main roster, but... um,
2: I have a feeling they're going
1: to be doing a lot of special things that night because that's a real special night for for that promotion. Yeah, I mean they sold out the building, so yeah, it's
0: crazy. I mean,
1: well, they didn't sell you know, out
0: the building, right? Yeah, they did. This. They did this like fourteen thousand tickets they sold.
1: Yeah, that's not the that's not the Barclays. That is they the building. Bar- Bar-
0: Barclays Barclay Barclay Center. Barclays Center is not a big arena.
1: Well, the, well, Barclays has like four thousand more seats, but they're all—you know—you can't sell them because of the Titantron. Right. So they're
0: like thirteen, fourteen, like fourteen thousand is a sellout in Barclays for wrestling.
1: Yeah. And they've sold out. So three how many consecutive nights there?
0: Yeah, they sold out like NXT and SummerSlam and Raw. So.
3: So how many people does the Barclays Center hold?
0: Yeah, like something between 18 and 20, something like that total, if you didn't block off any seats.
1: If you didn't off off, like have the
2: floor, you could put a lot in, but like you said, because of the configuration, um, you're kicking out like, I guess, 4,000 seats.
0: Oh, good. I'll get to see you in person, Shane, I, that night. I'm taking my nephew to, to the NXT show. Number I don't want to fan. go to this
3: show now. It sounds stupid. Huh? I thought it was going to be like have... a small, intimate setting.
0: No, it's not. Definitely not going to be that.
2: Shane, you would have loved Miami. We were second row. You um, sat behind the Rock's mom and his daughter. That's pretty cool. And uh, who's the redheaded uh, douchebag uh, husband from the show? And, uh,
0: what? Eva Marie talking about? The, uh,
3: yeah, her husband. The redhead douchebag. The douchebag. <laughs>
0: <red-headed>
2: douche <laughs> well, no, no, no. The redhead, her douchebag husband. back guy.
0: He looks like a oh, total husband. The guy oh, from the Total dude. Divas, right? That yeah, dickhead yeah. from Total oh. Divas. <laughs> Whatever his name is, yeah. uh, I can't even remember. Person. Shane is him, so.
2: I you have, you have no idea, and I think on the inside it really is. Shane
1: wanted me to tell all the listeners that we can. What Shane wanted me to tell all the listeners that they can meet us in section 108 for the big NXT show. Oh wow! <laughs>
2: all right, 108.
1: I'll,
0: I'll know which section. I, I want to meet you, Jim. That's why I've never met you. So,
1: yes, please come to section 108. I'll be wearing an AJ style T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get
0: a I gotta get a T-shirt <laughs> for this for the show. I got I definitely got to get
1: a new t-shirt for this thing. Oh, it, your t-shirt game's got to be strong for this NXT show. It's really the knock the burn, show. So. Yeah, but I, do I have enough time to get it in
0: time? That's the problem.
1: I mean, all of the 13,000 people there, I've got to figure like 4,000 have podcasts about wrestling.
0: So, probably.
2: <laughs> maybe maybe more.
0: Probably, probably. Uh, what else? What else? I'm reading on the, I'm reading on Reddit that, uh, apparently Kurt Angle has leukemia. Uh, that's, uh, that's some news. Oh, he's what? Didn't he,
2: did he just have a neck tumor? What? Didn't he just have a neck tumor or a spinal tumor or something?
0: I guess, but I, he's, he posted something on, like, Instagram about, like, he has, like, leukemia or something. That's what it says on, on Squared Circle. So, that sucks.
3: No, it's just saying.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, get, uh, I guess get well soon, Kurt Angle.
2: What do you that is some breaking up, news. Way to liven up the party, Chris.
1: Oh, hey, I'm breaking some news here. I don't know how widespread this news is.
2: What do you guys think about um, how SummerSlam's shaping up? I'm excited for Cesaro and Owen, if they actually do that. Or, I mean, what is the Cesaro match? Apparently,
1: Ces- apparently Cesaro and Owens was announced on
2: SmackDown today. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a big week for uh, Kevin Owens because he got the ladder match with Baylor. And then uh, I think Cesaro's on fire right now.
1: Um, yeah, but he's going to lose to Owens.
2: Yeah, he loses all time. He lost last week on Raw, Didn't he Got pinned?
1: Yeah, he, he lost not going
2: over in the, uh, Yeah, the three-way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I expected it. I mean, I, I knew Orton was winning the whole time, so... Uh, I don't know. I mean, they they, they, they you know, we it's been said ad nauseum with Cesaro. Like, the guy has the potential to be a big superstar. Like, the guy's, like, considering how much they've put him down, he's still over his shit, and, like, they don't capitalize on it.
1: I thought that was a great match, that three-way
0: match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't expect anything different with Owens and uh, and Cesaro in there, so... Oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard uh, the podcast that um, uh, Rob and I did the, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I said on that show, and I want to reiterate, I, I want to thank JB for uh, for acknowledging on an earlier podcast that he was wrong about Kevin Owens. So that was nice to hear.
1: <laughs> I Well, what happened was I was wrong about Kevin Owens, and then WWE totally proved me right. <laughs> so... Uh, well... They kind of, they kind of have gone back to ruining him. Okay. Um, the, the, the that initial like his initial run there was one of the most amazing. I mean, that's like one of the most amazing angles of the year. Like his run with Cena, and yeah, the way they kind of just destroyed that towards the end was um, was pretty annoying. I
3: thought. I I think I actually. I think I've actually I'm done with the WWE. I'm not even joking. I missed Raw two weeks in a row, I think, and have zero desire to watch. Oh, like shit, I just man. think it's such a crappy, inferior product. Like I have no desire to watch watch Raw at all. Like and where I'll still like download the tour of uh. Impact. I'll still watch Ring of Honor on their their website. Like I'm still, you know, a big wrestling. Market. There's plenty of wrestling I watch, but I have I WWE has totally lost me. And the the final straw was actually with John Cena submitting Rollins on a Raw that one week. I, I forgot what it was. It must have been two weeks ago because I haven't watched in a ago. while.
1: Two weeks ago. Yeah.
3: yeah. And th- that was the final draw. Like, I have no desire. And just, like, it, I mean, I understand, like, the premise of the match and why that happened. No, fuck that. I don't. But you have you have Rollins, I mean, working his ass off, like, m- making so many crazy moves. And then you have Michael Cole selling, you know, John Cena on wh- how tough he is and what great work ethic he has that, I, that was the that was one of the most frustrating things. I I really have very little desire to watch WWE. I don't know what that uh, says about the barbershop window podcast, but I'm I'm just done with WWE. I'm I'm not sure what you guys think of that. Um,
2: uh,
0: I'll just spent time talking about New Japan all day.
2: Is, uh, guys, just so you know, be careful if you go online. There's like a huge spoiler that's making its rounds now um, I'm not going to mention it you guys can look yourself pretty interesting okay Where
0: thank you for is. the okay well, I'll avoid it then does it have to do with NXT?
2: Uh, maybe I don't know I'm not saying
0: anything. okay I'm going to avoid it because I definitely don't want to know
2: <laughs> yeah I mean, so thank so, you Head up Rob don't spoiler warning don't click on anything that says spoiler
1: okay well, there's an NXT I'll... taping tonight, isn't there? Is that why? You've... Yeah. Yep. There is NXT no, no, taping.
2: That's not too much. Okay. we saying
0: anything. All right, guys, we only got about five more minutes. So, what do you want to uh, close up the close up shop with?
2: Or we can do our own podcast. With
0: that true. First. Well, yeah, no, I promised you a true detective podcast, and we will. I will come through for you on that. So listeners of the show just before one the next time Rob and I come on the show it's going to be talking about true detective. So we'll get, we'll get to see we'll get to see uh we'll get to see how many people tune out uh when we do that.
1: You're going to get the quarter hour numbers for that. <laughs> yeah I get my,
0: I get, I get I get a breakdown every 15 minutes. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> well you uh, well, you know so 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 yeah, so what do you think about Cena? So Cena hasn't been on TV for two weeks, and the ratings haven't uh, gone down farther. In fact, they gone won't
3: up. <laughs> yeah, they've
1: gone uh, up. So um, can Vince and Kevin Dunn finally get over their fucking obsession with them and really? No, their product? <laughs> no, they <laughs> so won't. They won't. Look,
0: at this point, it has nothing to do with John Cena. The ratings. The ratings, just like house show attendance and pay-per-view buys and everything, are mostly based on the brand, people wanting to see the brand. And that had nothing to do with any, for the most part, with any individual attraction. And that goes for John Cena, too. The problem with Cena and the reason why he won't be coming off the top anytime soon is because even if they realize that, he moves the most merch, and that's what they care about. Right.
1: Hmm. So, I, I kind of... I'm, so. I, I kind of got over my anger about some of the stuff that they're doing, like Owen submitting and then Rowan submitting as if uh, John is like Kurt Angle with the ankle lock. I got over that like nonsense, and I'm kind of coming to the conclusion now. I'm thinking that WWE you know, purposely doesn't create new stars anymore because they're not controllable, and then they can lose them. Like, they purposely let guys get to a certain level, but that's it. And then they're still under the control They don't have to pay them much. And they keep it where it is instead of creating a new star. Because they legitimately haven't created a new star since John Cena. And that's, what, like 12 years ago now? That is a,
0: that is an interesting theory. Makes sense to me. What do you think about that theory, Rob?
2: What was the theory? I was I wasn't paying attention.
0: Okay. What do you think, Shane? Is anybody still there? Shane's
1: gone.
0: You guys giving me
2: the silent treatment? No, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I was oh. uh, doing something important. Not that <laughs> this podcast isn't important, but
3: okay.
0: Uh what do you yeah,
2: think of, is he think? is he actually gonna wrestle or is he is he really hurt or no?
0: Supposedly right now he's as of now he's he is wrestling. I think it's official now that they confirmed the match, so
2: I mean I, I hope that they I hope obviously I hope he doesn't win. Uh I, I, I okay. maybe they do they really launch a Rollins Lesnar uh, Rollins Cena program for a couple months?
0: I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, like, they've had a feud before. This isn't, like, new territory. I mean, this, especially because this isn't the main event of the show, I mean, that this, this stipulation screams, like, bullshit finish.
1: Yeah, they can mm. get away with a lot. As long as the Lesnar-Taker finish is clean. I'd
2: Being like to pretty see much it,
1: uh,
2: It'd be interesting to see Rollins win, you know, make him even more, you know, egocentric and... More, more annoying?
0: I don't know. I don't think... I don't, at this point, I mean, as as much as, as, much as Cena
2: you're is yeah, as you in You're in New York. What happens if Cena when Does New York riot? Like, no. This is, what do you think this is, an ECW show? They should all be ECW shows.
0: So. I mean, the thing is, it's like, at this point, like, as good as as good as things as Cena has done for that U.S. title, it's like, at this point, who is he, he going to drop that thing to? I mean, that's why he should have dropped it to Owens. I don't know who he's going to drop it to now that makes any Owens sense. Owens versus
2: Sorrow? I mean, I don't know. Put right, in well, like
1: one of like One of the arguments, like, booking-wise, is that the U.S. Open Challenge has been, like, a really successful segment on Raw, so we should let him keep the U.S. title. And then he beats Owens and then doesn't do the U.S. Open Challenge anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure, he hasn't done one in, in quite a while. he has been hurt, right? Well, that's
1: only well, the last two before weeks. Before he was hurt, he had a couple of weeks there. Yeah, he went straight, yeah. to, the, he went straight to the main title as soon as he'd yeah. be going.
3: Exactly. It's
2: really more like a TV well, title so nowadays.
0: We actually it looks like we lost Shane, but we only have about a minute left, so... Well, uh, any 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 parting uh, thoughts uh, that you want to send out to the listeners, Rob? Uh, no,
2: uh, it was good talking to you guys, though both of you and even Shane at moments.
0: Good talking to you two. Uh, yeah, Shane dropped some. We lost him. So, JB, any any parting words for the uh, barbershop window unit? Well, I, um, I
1: hope we do another. Uh, podcast next week but if not uh look forward to seeing you and uh all the all the fans at uh, NXT Brooklyn uh, <laughs> section 108 108 section 108
0: right. all right and i'll just say yeah it was good to be back uh especially back to be with everybody even Shane uh it was nice to to talk to him again and uh I hope we, we we will be back again and Rob and I will definitely be back at some point doing something with True Detective because I am a man of my word. But uh for this episode we thank you for joining us. Uh please, you know, keep listening, keep keep following us. Follow us on Twitter at I at Shane Winter Fourteen and at just Jim Carr. And uh we will see you next time. Good night, guys. Okay.